Good morning. Buenos dias and welcome to chapel where the theme today is Dia de los Muertos. Now, for some people, they may not know what that is. Um, it can be seen as Mexican Halloween, which it's not. Uh, it could also be seen as All Souls Day, which is celebrated in a lot of Christian traditions, and it's not that. So I hope that today, um, as we are worshiping and uh, thinking together in this space, that we can come to a better understanding of what Dia de los Muertos means in Latino culture. Uh, first of all, I would like to invite you to turn off or silence your electronic devices um, out of respect for those around you and out of respect for those who are uh, presenting in today's chapel. We light the peace lamp to remember today those who have gone on who are no longer with us and that their memories remain with us even as we are still here together. Please join me in a brief prayer, prayer for departed souls. O Lord our God, we place in your loving hands the souls that you have sent forth from this world, and by your mercy grant them eternal rest. May your angels receive them and bring them into heaven, for they believed in you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joan, for those beautiful words. Okay, um, now we're gonna have like a little session where if you have any items or pictures of a loved one that you guys would like to bring up to the altar, you could go ahead and do so. And while you guys are doing that, I'd like to welcome Stephen Lowe and join us for a hymn. If you would take out your blue hymnal and turn to number 580, My Life Flows On in Endless Song, and if you would please stand as we sing.
Good morning and buenos dias. My name is Richard Aguirre, and I'm the college's community impact coordinator, and also have the honor to serve as the advisor to the Latino Student Union. Welcome to our chapel celebrating Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. I'd like to give a special welcome to the ICC students, and especially the students in section six, which is the best, right? <laughs> My role today is to give you a bit of the history and the cultural and religious significance of this holiday, as well as to give you some sense of the reason why I believe it's appropriate to celebrate Dia de los Muertos at Goshen College. I'll also explain the significance of the display behind me, which is called an ofrenda. It's an offering. We have created this to remember, honor, and celebrate family members and friends who are no longer with us. To begin, I want to go back a step and have you reflect on the words, Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. What images come to mind? Maybe it's the popular movie that came out several years ago called Coco, which celebrates and describes Day of the Dead in Mexico. And it went on to win, as you know, the Academy Award. Or maybe you're thinking about that opening scene from the last James Bond movie, Spectre, which opens with a very elaborate Day of the Dead parade in Mexico City. The fascinating thing about that is that was not a tradition in Mexico City until that movie happened and people started calling the tourism office and asking when they could come and see it. So Mexico City created one and it's become one of the most popular events for people to enjoy. You might be reminded of those skeleton figures you've seen pictures of or maybe seen in person. Or maybe you think of these colorful skulls that are painted and uh, sold throughout Mexico. Or maybe you've seen an ofrenda before. Or maybe you're thinking Day of the Dead must be something like Zombieland or the sequel that just came out. Or maybe The Walking Dead, which is in its 10th season, its last season although I'm sure there'll be sequels. But it's not that. It's not that apocalyptic vision of what happens after we die. It's even different than Halloween, as Joanne mentioned. Put simply, Dia de los Muertos is focused on remembering and honoring our dearly departed in a uniquely Latino way. People dress up and embrace images of death, some of them whimsical, but above all, we keep our deceased family members and friends firmly at the center of our lives, especially at this time of year. Although it's celebrated across Latin America, Dia de los Muertos is a real big deal in Mexico. In fact, it's a national holiday. It's got well-developed mythology and history and widely known cultural expressions, which I'll share with you today. But as to its history, you can find various explanations and disagreements among historians. Some trace it to the indigenous celebrations thousands of years ago in Mexico, Central America, and South, South America. And this map shows the indigenous presence in those countries. And you will find a correlation between how intensely this holiday is celebrated depending on the size of the indigenous population. 
But other historians say that Dia de los Muertos, the way it's expressed in Mexico City, is not as clear a link to the Aztecs, for example, as some people would say. Regardless, uh, Dia de los Muertos is a Catholic observance, at least in Mexico, with indigenous adaptations rooted in a view of death very different from the conventional understanding of the hereafter in the United States. In Mexico and much of Latin America, death is considered an ordinary part of life. The dead are always with us. And we keep their spirits and memories alive, especially on Dia de los Muertos. There's far less dread about death, so symbols like skeletons and skulls don't bother people. My father, who's in the center of this picture, died 24 years ago, but I still feel a connection with him that is far beyond memory. There are times my mother and my siblings and I have felt his presence in a way that goes beyond a memory. We feel that his spirit is watching over us and providing comfort and support, especially in difficult times. For most Mexicans, Dia de los Muertos is inseparable from religion and culture. And in recognition of its significance, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, also known as UNESCO, has made Dia de los Muertos the first cultural practice from Mexico to its international list of cultural heritage events. In Mexico, on Day of the Dead, people go to cemeteries. They bring items that belong to the dead, as well as photographs, food, and flowers. And they direct their prayers to their loved ones. At home, and sometimes at work, they make ofrendas. Although they're sometimes referred to as altars, ofrendas are not for worship directly. They're intended to welcome back the spirits to the land of the living. So that's why people include favorite foods and drinks, those who have died, as well as welcoming objects like flowers, religious symbols. Those are intended to welcome back in a very tangible way those who have died. Ofrendas are the central aspect of Dia de los Muertos, and so that's why they take such a prominent role, not only in the expression, but throughout Mexico. Although there can be some sadness, more often the mood is festive because on this day, our loved ones are brought back with us again. So in a sense, ofrendas serve as a portal to the spirit world. Another symbol is the portraits of a figure known in Mexico as La Calavera Catrina. It's a skeleton of a high society woman wearing a large hat, very elaborate hat. La Catrina was the invention of Juan Guadalupe Posada, a Mexican political cartoonist and lithographer. He invented La Catrina in 1910 to make fun of Mexicans who ignored their culture and dressed in fancy clothing and emulated Europeans. He wanted to remind everyone that we're all skeletons under our clothing and skin. Todos somos calaveras, he said. Catrina also shows us that death comes to us all. Since 1910, La Catrina has become the most famous representation of Dia de los Muertos. Other cultural expressions that are very popular are these kind of sugar skulls that you see here, and we have two on the ofrenda here. They decorate the ofrendas and then are eaten. Another special cultural expression is pan de muerte. 
And you can find this bread all over Mexico, and you can even find it in Walmart here in Goshen. Those funny ridges at the top of the bread are supposed to symbolize bones. Now, with the growth of the Latino population in the United States, Day of the Dead has become bigger, and so businesses like Walmart have taken note of that. Dia de los Muertos is celebrated across Latin America, but with some significant variations. In Bolivia, for example, some people keep the skulls of their loved ones to watch over their family and protect them during the year. And on November 8th, the Day of the Skulls is celebrated by decorating the skulls with personal items and flowers and carrying them to cemeteries and to churches. <clears throat> in in Colombia, <clears throat> Day of the Dead is on November 1st. Flowers and items are also taken to graves. Ecuadorans also visit graves and enjoy drinks like colada morada, a beverage made of purple corn and local berries, and guaguas de bread, a bread that's shaped like a swaddled baby. In El Salvador, people also visit graves. There's also a skull festival in El Salvador. Guatemala does something amazing. They construct these giant kites, some 40 feet or larger, and fly them. Peruvians also visit cemeteries on November 1st, which is All Saints Day. And south of Lima is the second largest cemetery in the world, and it is enormous, more than a million graves. While leading SST in 2013, 2014, uh, we twice visited El Cementerio de Nueva Esperanza, and we were blown away by two things. First, people would go there for, day, for the entire day, bringing their food, their drink, and their music. And there were strolling musicians and food vendors going through the cemetery. And the second thing is that the grave markers and the crypts, some seven levels high, are constructed of the same materials and painted the same color as homes. And rows of homes have been built above and on the sides of the cemetery. So when you look at it from a distance, you cannot tell where the cemetery ends and the housing begins. So it's an amazing example of the living and the dead being together. So is Dia de los Muertos a religious holiday? Well, that is an object of some debate and even within the Catholic Church, and there's no clear answer. Some Catholics view it negatively. They criticize it as a pagan and secular event that's become an excuse for partying and an unhealthy obsession with the occult. For many others, they see it as no different from All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which also promise, celebrate the promise of eternal life. Catholics believe that the deceased who died with sins don't always either go to heaven or hell immediately. Instead, they may enter purgatory, a temporary holding area where they must be cleansed of their sins before entering heaven. And the faithful survivors on earth must pray to cleanse the departed of their sins. Catholics believe there is a continual link between the living and the dead. Similarly, Day of the Dead is an occasion to offer prayers and renew our ties to our deceased family and friends by welcoming them into our physical presence. There are religious and traditional observances to remember the dead in every Catholic country in Europe, Asia, and Latin America. And there are parallels to this tradition far from the, from, from the world of Catholics to other faith expressions. 
And so although the expression of the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, may seem extravagant, even excessive, this holiday is similar to what people across the world have done to remember their loved ones. In the end, Dia de los Muertos can be what you make it, which is not very much different from Christmas. Christmas can be a time of prayer and deep spiritual reflection, or just an excuse to buy presents. For those of us who are Mexican-Americans, Dia de los Muertos is a bridge to our indigenous past, a cultural celebration with great religious significance. For me, Dia de los Muertos is a very special time to remember my father, my grandparents, beloved aunts and uncles, and friends who died. And when I remember them, it renews my memories and keeps my loved ones alive in my heart, my mind, and my soul. Thank you. Hey, good morning. My name is Pamela. I'm the LSU president. Um, I'll just give a little reflection about what we do in my family and what it means to us. In my house, my family will set up a table with a colorful tablecloth, decorate it with a bright tissue paper that is cut up in different patterns, and have sugar skulls and candles spread out around the altar. Usually, we will start setting this up on October 30th and keep the ofrenda up until November 1st. We will place photos of loved ones who have passed away, such as my maternal grandmother or my paternal grandfather, and prepare their favorite dishes. We eat their favorite dishes as a sign of remembrance and then also offer some to the ofrenda and leave it there for our loved ones. For my family, this tradition is something that is celebrated and it is not necessarily a sad thing. It is about the celebration of life and remembering those who have passed away. It is a time to be more intentional about our loved ones and serves as a reminder that they are always with us, even if it is not in a physical form. Okay. Um, good morning, my name is um, Amy and I'll be telling you about what we did for, well, what we do every year for our Dia de los Muertos. El Dia de los Muertos always starts the same way with the smell of coffee in the air. My grandma doesn't know any other way to kick off the day. Ama has never been a woman of saying I love you, hugs, or kisses, but she doesn't need to be. The coffee told us all about how warm and sweet her love is for us. Gathered at the table, we enjoy a hot cup of coffee with a pan dulce. Then we divide the chores one by one. Everything has to be in its place in order to receive our family. After all, we wouldn't want the dead saying that the house was messy. As everyone scattered throughout the house, we all held a serene quietness. In, the fam in my family, that's really hard to get. Nothing but the sound of Ama praying can be heard. One after another, she repeats them, and we slowly pray a response. Most of the time, she can't hear it, but she knows. She knows we prayed with her to call back our family, to welcome them home after so long. Her prayers stick to you like a song you can't shake, and the house begins to come alive with all the delicious smells of foods, that we've prepared and all the love that we put into cleaning the house. Ama sits for a moment to watch us and we know we're ready to receive our departed. She then sends the children to gather um, marigolds from a garden that she keeps only for them to grow. The adults begin to build the altar with them explaining what each level of it means. The youngest spread the petals from the marigolds to the, from the, the youngest <laughs> spread the 
petals of marigolds from the altar to the front gate, making the path of our loved ones that, that our loved ones will follow. Tradition says that the light, that they light the way home for those who have passed. Amas says that we add a special magic to all the story. We add all a special magic that guide that can guide anyone home. We then eat and listen to the stories our parents, uncles, and cousins tell. They're sad, fun, they're sad stories, they're funny stories, and one or two family secrets that just happen to slip out. At the end of the day, Amma calls all the family to the altar, and she starts explaining why we place certain foods or objects on it. This is because Appa loved his tequila, and this is because Momo loved his candy, and this is because Cheva loved her flowers, and our altar has grown over the years, but so has our family. My family continues to celebrate now more than ever. Every year remains the same with some exceptions. We eat, we pray, we listen, we remember. That's why. And we remember the whys of everything on the altar. Because Apa loved his tequila, because Momo loved his dulcecitos, and because Ama loved her cafecito, but most importantly, because they loved us. Hello, good morning. My name is Adriana Martinez, and as many of you might know, um, I, for most of my life, or while I was younger, I lived in Mexico. And for us, El Dia de los Muertos is always a bittersweet celebration. The traditions that we celebrated in Mexico were left behind when we decided to begin living in the United States. Living in the United States meant that we had to leave everything behind, graves, symbols, and especially places that reminded us of our loved ones. Some traditions that we had in Mexico were that each year around the Day of the Dead, we would go visit Nibis, or my great-grandmother's grave. And we would pray. We would pray for protection, guidance, and strength. Most of the time, we did not place an altar, but my grandma would always, without fail, talk about her mom and her violets. Before my great-grandmother died, these violets would bloom beautifully each year. But after she passed away and my grandma inherit inherited them, they just simply stopped blooming. My grandma would always say that those plants were just like my great-grandmother. Although we couldn't see the flowers, the plant was still alive. And just like those plants, my great-grandmother was still there, even if we couldn't see her. But I mean, Five-year-old me always thought that those plants were either haunted or they didn't like my grandma very much. But now, in the United States, that doesn't really matter anymore. To this day, the only tradition that we continuously maintain is the one where we pray. We pray for guidance and strength. We pray that God maintains maybe in a, in a great place, and we hope that maybe watches over us always. Now, even if none of you have these types of traditions or you don't celebrate them the same way, I encourage all of you to really think about those who have passed, who they were, what they were like. And the most important thing to remember is that even if we cannot see them, they're always with us and always will be as long as we remember them. Good morning. 
Today's scripture reading will be from Hebrews 12, New Revised Standard Version. The example of Jesus. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Good morning. I'm going to talk to you about remembrance. The action of remembering something, a memory or a recollection, ceremony remembering someone who has passed away or is not here with us today. Today, Goshen College's Latino Student Union and Campus Activities Council come together to celebrate this holiday, Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. This is originally celebrated November 2nd in Mexico, but we take this whole week to celebrate this joyous holiday. And you might be thinking, why would this celebration be joyous if it's full of skulls and things that like our ancestors used before, right? And something I do, wanna, I do want all of you to treasure this morning is the sense of remembrance. When we remember something, we think back the moments that made us laugh, cry, made us angry, or made us regret something that we, well, um, that we did, no matter how funny or embarrassing it was. Uh, these memories change our mood swiftly and stay within us until we slowly decide to let them go. As you can see behind me, we have an ofrenda with objects from loved ones who have passed away that will make us remember them even more. Now I ask, what would make someone rem sorry? What would make you remember someone you care about the most that is not here today? When it comes to our loved ones that have passed away, we remember the best parts of them, whether it's their favorite song, favorite food, or their favorite catchphrase. And that's where we start to wonder: How in the world can we live without them now? What would happen if they are not here with us anymore? And however we unconsciously think about them and how they have marked our hearts, how they have helped us shape our way of life, how their smile makes our hearts grow and blossom, how their embrace makes us feel whole again. I wonder how amazing it is to remember these wonderful people that are not here today and still feel that they're standing right in front of us. I want you all to remember this and this joyous celebration and what we represent, and what is represented behind me, and if you have lost someone truly special in your life, remember that they're always looking down on you and they, have always, they will always hold you in their hearts. And now we will present a song that we might all know that might touch our hearts. Remember me. Remember me, though I have to say goodbye. Remember me, don't let it make you cry. For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart. I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart. 
Remember me No, I have to travel far Remember me Each time you hear a sad guitar Know that I'm with you The only way that I can be Until you're in my arms As we bring chapel to a close, you are welcome afterwards to come up and take a look at the ofrenda or the flowers or anything that you like to get a closer look. I invite you to stand and receive these words of benediction. Go in the knowledge that those who are gone from us are never really far from us and that they rest in the loving arms of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen.